China has a quarter of the world's Alzheimer's patients. With the country's gray population growing rapidly, the number of patients will likely increase fourfold by 2050. Meet the patients, their families and caregivers, and discover the anxiety, struggle and misconceptions behind one of the biggest problems of an aging society in our documentary, Aging in China, Living with Alzheimer's, on CGTN Radio. For podcast listeners, search The Top Story and find the program on all popular podcast apps on September the 21st, the 30th World Alzheimer's Day. Zoom in on global affairs with insightful debates and exclusive interviews. This is World Insight. Hello, I'm Tian Wei and welcome to World Insight. World Trade Organization hosts the public forum this week in Geneva. It's believed to be the WTO's largest outreach event for interested stakeholders. They will take up the latest developments in global trade and to seek ways to enhancing the multilateral trading system. The forum this year is held at a critical time when trade-related solutions to global challenges need to be hashed out. Of course, nothing is given. 600 years ago, European political philosophers like Montesquieu said peace is a natural effect of trade. But today, we are much more sophisticated in understanding that it takes extra efforts to make trade really work for most of the world's population. With that in mind, it is quite eye-opening to listen to insights from high-level plenary I moderated as part of the WTO Public Forum. From Africa, Asia, Europe, international organizations, private sector, social enterprise, and academia, the panelists were generously sharing their observations and eagerly interacted with live audiences from all over the world at the WTO headquarters. World Insight will bring you the panel discussion in future programs. Welcome back. This is World Insight with me, Tian Wei. Now let's meet an extraordinary pair of teacher and student who, at different critical stages of AI development, have been pushing the frontiers of education and artificial intelligence. Listen to my talk with Professor David Manford, an American mathematician best known for his work in algebraic geometry, and also Professor Song Chun-Ju, a statistics and computer scientist originally from China. And voila, you have one of your students, but certainly one of your pride, proud students also sitting with you right now, Professor Zhu, who has been working so much on artificial social intelligence, one put it. Yeah, that's a part of the so-called uh, multi-agent systems. You have uh, social interactions between agents, which is a new frontier uh, of the artificial intelligence. Uh, at Peking University, when I first come, I talk to people in uh, social science and uh, humanity, the humanity is more about the individuals and how to train a person, the, uh, like a value system, how to behave, it's just individual, how to teach you to be individual. Yeah. Then you go to social science, this is another division, there's two divisions separate. So philosophy, humanity, and uh, arts, those are uh, one belong to humanities division. Another one is social science, economics, governance, yeah. Yeah. those are from social science, which is the uh, multi-agent systems, they deal with uh, multiple people and uh, how they interact with each other. These two 
basically it's two scales of the general artificial intelligence. And uh, I also noticed one interesting problem. Nowadays, economics, social sciences, or political sciences, you call them science, political science, social science. But the art and the humanity or level of science, right? They don't call art science, art and science. humanity, art and science, right? And uh, I, I was wondering one day, Nowadays, art probably become science, and then humanity will become science. When that happens, you know, I say that's the day when we understand AGI, you know, general artificial intelligence. When you uh, do things across uh, discipline, mm -hmm. building bridges to cross different disciplines, the the longest bridge is between humanity and uh, science and uh, AI like technology. Because a lot of I the senior professors I met here. They kind of uh, uh, feels like uh, it's impossible to turn uh, the humanity studies into science that you can structure, uh, you make structures, and then you can express by math. Yeah. So they think that's not possible. And uh, but that's what you've been doing, right? Yeah. The other day, Professor Manford was uh, in the institute that you're working in, and you brought all your uh, postdoctoral students, ask them to brief that's Professor Manford. You categorize them into different fields. It's not given uh, rules about what's true and what's false. It hallucinates things. It's, it's, what is given is the information which is implicit in the billions of sentences which it's been trained with. Right. Tell us exactly what you're doing. So I think uh, we are trying to create uh, the first, uh, hopefully, the general uh, AI, you know, AGI agents. So uh, agents has to first assemble so many uh, capabilities, including uh, vision, how to see the world, and then language, can talk, dialogue, and the cognition. Cognition is way beyond the, the language and the vision, because they have internal workings, including the theory of mind, the reasoning, social, physical common sense, functionality of thoughts we're talking about. Those are not visible, so I call it the dark matter of intelligence. Basically, it's not a visible part. The visible right. part is the, the language right. and the vision uh, images. Then you have robotics, the action, and then machine learning, and then you have multi-agent system, you have a simulation. So all those parts put together to build a single agent, we'll call it. And uh, the key point is, do you have a unified representation? so that these pieces can talk to each other, right? And uh, aligned with uh, a certain uh, universal representation or universal language, in that sense, uh, it's AI language. And then that language also have to align with humans, so they can interact with, with humans and uh, to gain the trust of people. Otherwise, people don't use them. So that is... We're talking about one a long part. march here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's one part. I think the whole world is racing towards that uh, holy grail, right, mm -hmm. of uh, AGI. Uh, I think the biggest part that's missing in today's paradigm mm -hmm. is the agent does not know what it, is it wants to do. When, when you have an animal or a, a human, you know, come to this world, it's all coded. You have, a, you have so many things to do to survive, to grow, and uh, to, you know, this is an infinity number of tasks generated autonomously, you know, come to your brain. You do things, you know, instead of people ask you to do, and then you do, and then that's mechanic, right? Today's uh, computer, or even AI, is still largely mechanic. 
it's like a, like GPT. You ask them the question, they can follow, right? You know, you, you give a string of uh, of words, and they give you another string of words. It's just following, it's, it's still one task. They treat it as one task, but humans can do infinity number of tasks, and they do it autonomously. For example, you walk into the room immediately, you know what you want to do, right? Based on your needs, you have a system that drives you. I think uh, missing that part is the major reason why those, all those agents, you know, they cannot align with people because they don't know what to do. So yeah. then they, if you put so many tasks, mil thousands of millions of tasks, so then they know how to develop a language to, to represent all those tasks. So they, they will automatically align with you, with the people. The last function, I would say. You know, usually they give you only one last function to, to optimize the errors or, you know, right. to, to backpropagate the train the whole system yeah. uh, to feed a, either a likelihood model or right. a, a prediction error. So, but that is so preliminary. But humans, we have so many errors and uh, we try to fix and uh, so many dimensions we, we got. So I call this as a value system. That means the machine misses, misses a heart. The heart including two aspects. One is, is what a, a philosopher in, in China called this. Uh, the Chinese word of heart has many multiple meanings, right? <laughs> when you say a heart, yeah. usually you, the guy does, has a brain, does not have a heart. A heart means like you, you have a, a good value system, right? right? And uh, to help right. other people and you, instead of just yourself. In China, the philosophy really aligned very well with the development of uh, AI, I found out. This is uh, uh, what I found out in recent years. So uh, I don't know whether, have you heard about this uh, philosophy uh, uh, for Zhu Xi? Zhu Xi, he's uh, uh, the guy who was more of, you know, talk about uh, from Li Xue, right? From, from data, you're observing data, and then goes to knowledge and building models, uh, and then and so on and so forth. In the Chinese way, though. In the Chinese way, yeah. the social norm. He's yeah. recognized as a Confucian scholar, but actually right. quite yeah. different from the real Confucius uh, right. uh, teaching. Teaching, he, he wants to observe in the, uh, the data, and then observe in the world, and then you make models. That's what I try to do in the Song Dynasty. He's uh, about the same time with Sun Kuo. Sun Kuo is uh, North uh, Song dynasty, and he's yeah. in the South Song yeah. dynasty. He's late, okay. maybe a f uh, 50 years later, about, actually, you know, he, he was, interestingly, he was the guy who proposed the Chinese word of texture, just texture. Uh, you know, he said this texture has a model, because uh, why you see this different word, woods, you know, they are the same. Same thing like Ulas asked, you know, <laughs> the question he asked. That's one part related to the current neural world on a statistical foundation. But this is another branch in the Confucian uh, you know, uh, philosophy. It's about uh, the heart. The heart. The heart means like Wang uh, Yangmin. Uh, okay, they talk about it, you know, try to construct a value system of what it means a good person. Okay, so what do you, uh, the, all the value systems that we have is about basics like uh, a biologic system. I want to eat, and uh, I like this kind of food, and like that color, and so on. I like this face. But there are other things, like uh, you take care of other people's needs, and then also group values, like uh, the whole country, or you know, yes. uh, working as a group, yes. or a big family. Or they discovered this whole system of uh, 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 building values. 
So you define functions of like conservative functions on different uh, spaces, like then then that's that's your value system. You like a uh, temperature, say the room, to be a certain degree is too hot and then or too too cold. You do something to adjust, right? And uh, you change the color to what you like, and then that's all the task you generated, and it was driven by those need, uh, human needs. Because the current computer, the major, major problem is that they don't need anything. They don't have a need. <laughs> so how can they drive them autonomously? I remember Professor Zhu earlier told me, Professor Manford, when you have difficult issues to handle in terms of your work, you sail a boat <laughs> onto the faraway sea, find an island, and stay there for a while. I really wonder whether you have the same prescription for Professor Zhu to solve this problem that he beautifully described. I mean, I understand that um, uh, that values. Philosophers have different words, but I mean, well, there's one. I was reading a paper by this guy, and he talks about urges. Oh, urges. I mean, what? Um, but it doesn't matter what you call it. Your basic motivating drives you're talking about, and okay. and, and what they, they, they are. Extended, yeah. Too. Yeah, I mean, I, your student was. Poking that I could see that you had multiple different drives on the oh, uh, urges uh, there on, on the screen and was pushing one up a little bit. I wanted him to push them up way high and see what, what was going to happen. You got your professor sitting right here. <laughs> the, the monologue you just did, I know it's, it's one again, once again sharing your thoughts, but at the same time in search for inspirations. Yeah, I think uh, right now we, we try to read, because uh, many of those pieces have been touched by other people. That's but awesome. not when they're combined. Right, and what combine. is the bridges to combine them? Right, when we combine all those together, which is mathematics, you know, like a representation, such that they, they, they have the same language, to talk, different modules talk to each other. And uh, they can be separable, that's the key. I can, you know, obtain a certain skill say how my fingers can use chopsticks. That does not, uh, you know, entangles with my other skills, like, uh, you know, my face can have expression. That's separable, right? Just two, two <laughs> expressions. Exactly. So, separable, explainable, and uh, has a universal uh, representation. I think that's the key, right? Mm -hmm. And the key, so they can pieces talk together. I think that's something I learned from David and uh, the colleagues uh, we, uh, at uh, Harvard and Brown you know, set a foundation for me. Ogunander always set up a beautiful mathematical uh, framework to, so that different pieces are coming together, not like, a, you know, a bag of tricks, right? So that's the most important thing. The same thing is like I began to shop, go shopping from other areas. So my way of understanding it is a new perspective because I want to reconstruct. Because they want to say something to about a community, and then we want to build a humanity, right? We want to build a, a new agents uh, from scratch. So then we know what it takes to build. That's supposed to mean, okay? So that's why I wrote some pieces and then come exchanged with uh, people, some senior professors in the community and uh, social science. Uh, Literature, uh, social science, and, Literature. and the list goes on. Right. I guess that's, uh, Professor Manford is a gardener in a secret garden. <laughs> uh, he is a great shopper, but at the same time, a great cook, I guess, also. 
They're gonna cook. It's like cooking together. Like, cooking is more like a make a program to work. Our conversation so far has already got me carried away, not only to the <laughs> dinner table, but also to how this relationship between the two of you works. I think uh, when I, uh, you know, first of all, David changed my life. I seriously, you know, uh, totally. Without he admitting me to Harvard, you know, my life, I don't know what I'm here, you know, uh, we, <laughs> my career probably totally different. We both were searching, you know, mathematical theory foundation for intelligence. I was an undergraduate student, I remember I read David Ma's book, and uh, he, he was there, you know, also was ins partially inspired by the Ma's book, and then tried to get a theory, and then somehow we, we kind of yeah, with, uh, with such uh, accidents, we, we, we met each other, you know, and become advisors and students, and that's, that's so, so lucky, I think. It's just pure luck. What's always been exciting to me was we would have a discussion about something, and, you know, maybe a month later or something like that, I mean, we'd get together and I would, and you would show me what you had done, and I would say, <laughs> wow, that's, that's fantastic. So that, that really has nailed the possibility of, of this. I mean, I don't know, there were several articles which uh, particularly, um, I was really excited. Uh, I mean, when you began playing with these, the, the exponents and, and using these... Um, so sort of these long tail distributions. A long tail distribution, the, the prior, the uh, yeah. natural image statistics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, the things that are, that came out, I don't know. I was very excited by the natural image statistics. Yeah, right. Artificial intelligence, after all, is what Professor Zhu is concentrating on at this moment. It is a very competitive field. Yeah. It is also a field that so much spotlight has been on. So I really wonder, how do you see where Professor Zhu is, you know, in a field that's highly competitive? I mean, it's not the same at all as, as having a, a, a child, but nonetheless, it's somebody that you have you've tried to help them, you know, move to a, a certain stage in their lives. And of course, you, you worry intensely uh, and it makes me very nervous, actually, that, that the field of AI is, has got so much attention, and I have the feeling this is, this is going to distort people's views of things. It's like when I watch my daughter's figure skating. I'm really nervous. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm nervous. It's exactly. so a lot of spot, spotlight uh, over there, you know, somehow. Right. Distortions, you know, about uh, different views. The AI field is an arena, arena. Right, yeah. it's people uh, because it's become not only academic problem because a lot of economics uh, company, big companies, and they the politicians think that the relationship of U.S. and China has to be zero sum. This is baloney. This is ridiculous. It's the other way around. The more interchange that you have, the uh, I mean, some crazy politician will say, oh, you stole this idea that's really an American idea. What bullshit is that? I mean, what's important is that, is that actually you exchange ideas between the two countries. I mean, we really have, everyone has the same objective, but there's such a tremendous possibility of 
of politicians who don't understand at all the way science works. Most of the people in the media, they don't understand it, right? They just uh, try to propagate and uh, exaggerate things. Make the like, people, not ordinary people, lo you know, get lost, like, scared. So, Professor Zhu, you know, how, how many years do you think I can keep my job? <laughs> that's, a, that's a typical question uh, for a normal person uh, in the audience when I give uh, lectures. So, <laughs> get people scared and anxious about this. That's a negative energy. I think uh, when the, there are many scales of problems. One is, uh, you know, AI has to be safe, has to have human values aligned. If you got that, then you don't need to worry too much about, you know, the safety problem. The second uh, thing is uh, for, for us to focus when you have so many noise, because the noise try to affect decision makers, right? right? They try to persuade decision makers, this is the right way, that's the right way. You know, the decision makers has hard time to make a, to listen story, and then they begin to hesitate in the path. Uh, so, uh, in the last 10 years, indeed, it's phenomenal that particularly the deep learning people come in, they, uh, they uh, blow a lot of the things away. So, I give you an analogy. In the, the 2000, when the big data first come, with, uh, we, we have Lotus Hill, you know, we try to collect data. We say, well, we're serving the wave. So of course, first of all, many kids probably enjoy it because the water comes and you enjoy the serving. But uh, once it stays for a little longer time, <laughs> you realize a problem, right? And then when it goes away... It washed away a lot of things. And then all destroyed. What it means uh, is education. Because nowadays, a lot of the younger PhD students, they don't know anything else besides all these popular algorithms. And then the popular algorithm changes uh, a few years. I put a lot of emphasis uh, at Tsinghua uh, and Peking University particularly uh, to start out this new curriculum to train this, the talent, cultivate them, uh, not only teach them the fundamentals of the AI, uh, you know, different fields, hold them put together, give them the big picture, but also train them to be a good researcher, I mean, what it, what it takes, a character of being a good researcher. So for scientists like you, for people like you, how can we enjoy ourselves? You know, my students send me uh, badminton, you know, to want me to play uh, sports with them. I, I did it once, and then uh, it was all the shoes and the bags, <laughs> just <laughs> <Okay>. once. <laughs> I, I don't have time. I, the only time when I feel enjoyed is with good food. Uh, that's the moment you can enjoy my, myself. Another thing is I can read some relaxed uh, piece of philosophy or maybe some literacy uh, stuff, then I feel I learned something. Nowadays, it's hard for me to find something I learned. So that's food and food for thoughts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Professor? Sangchan has two girls and he is, is, you know, a beautiful family which is still relatively young, fully retired person like myself. I get a lot of pleasure out of um, walking my dog uh, in the woods uh, every day and um, but I and I get a lot of pleasure reading uh, novels and occasionally I I feel a spurt of energy and try to 
learn a little something which I, I haven't, I didn't know before. So a few years ago, uh, I decided I really should learn more about philosophers. I discovered this uh, man Spinoza, uh, who I really think was incredibly brilliant. I think that's a, uh, you know, a scene when I first see David. It was he was so young, and uh, you know, I, will, I learned so much from you and uh, the way of teaching and the way of bringing students, the way of doing research. Uh, this is remarkable, I think. Uh, I always think uh, I, I owe a lot to David. I, want, I always wanted him to come back uh, to have some time and uh, so I can contribute some, some part to, 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 to his uh, life. So we, uh, before his lecture, we play the music. Uh, there's uh, oh, yeah. uh, this, uh, four students, uh, four students of the Peking University with the uh, violin, uh, friendship forever. A few years ago, you sent me a choreography. Uh, you wanted me to read oh, what is right, inside. Exactly. Yes, yes. Someone, an old friend, re uh, left uh, a full Chinese word, mm -hmm. and uh, because uh, it's, uh, he can, cannot recognize, it's hard to recognize because they write into uh, a Cao Su. He wanted me to read it, and uh, the four words is uh, deep friendship, forever at last. So thank you. Okay. On that, with that note. And that's my conversation with two professors from China and the United States on the latest development of artificial intelligence and the role scientists play in today's world. With that, we're coming to the end of today's program. I'm Tian Wei on behalf of my team, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.